Thank you, Lord. Um, oh, I think it's, uh, I think I'm supposed to welcome you. Yeah, that's it. Hey, if you're a guest with us, we, we thank you for being here. Um, you should have received a bulletin when you came in, and there's a connect card, and we'd love it if you um, would just fill that out, give us some, some information so we can get a hold of you and pray for you and connect with you and all of those good things. And, um, and then if you're a child and you would like to go to our um, children's ministry, you can go, and parents, if you haven't already, uh, check them in. You can go with them and check them in right now at this, at this time. And you know what I think I wanted to do right now is, um, now if you're a guest, you're not required to do this, but if you've been here a relatively lengthy period of time, I'd like for us to just stand up and greet somebody that you haven't seen in a while, tell them how much you love them, and, uh, and then we will uh, we'll do some, uh, yeah, and, it, and it's really uncomfortable and awkward and all that, and, and, but that's why we do it, just to, to make you feel uncomfortable. So <laughs> let's go ahead, let's stand up, and then we'll get back to business here in a minute. All right, that's enough. No, you're fine. Keep going. This is good stuff. The Lord commands us to love one another, right? I think uh, lifting each other up, encouraging each other, shaking hands, giving each other hugs is a form of worship, isn't it? Well, as you guys are wrapping up, uh, if we could have the ushers come and prepare to receive tithes and offerings. Ooh, shoulder rubs even. That's good stuff. Woo. Keep going, you're fine. <laughs> well, let's worship him this morning in, with our giving um, in obedience. And, uh, um, you know, there's just something about our resources that we've worked hard to obtain that uh, I think has a tendency in our sin nature to just become something that, like, this is mine. This is, uh, this is my kingdom that I control. And so when we submit that to the Lord, and I mean, the Lord doesn't need our money. Um, but when we, when we submit to him and, and follow his commandment to just give generously, that uh, that does something in our hearts. And uh, so let's allow him to work like that in us this morning. Jesus, we thank you for um, this church. We thank you for our communities here um, in central Nebraska. And thank you for what you called us to. And Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to submit our will to yours by giving generously. Lord, help us as a church to steward these gifts um, faithfully. And Lord, I'm submitted to your will, to your, the direction of your Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray that you'd use them to uh, expand your kingdom. We praise you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. As the ushers are receiving those, we'll look at a few things coming up. Um, first of all, tonight at 6 p.m., we have our Encountering God service. Um, Stephanie Monthy is going to be leading us in that. If you haven't been, I challenge you to show up. Um, it's not going to take your whole evening, but just a time to push pause on everything else and hear from the Lord. Maybe, maybe for the first time, um, we just, you know, quiet things down and, li and learn to hear from him, hear from his word, and uh, in just a powerful time uh, in his presence. Um, so tonight at 6 p.m. in the youth room. Um, next, we've got our family experience coming up Wednesday, October 9th. Um, this is for all age groups. We'll have our youth um, uh, uh, involved here and then families here in this room will have a, a meal together as a church at 545 and then the service will start at 645 uh, next on october 17th through the 19th we've got awaken the dawn's tent america event um, this is going to be cities all across our nation joining in prayer and worship for that entire stretch of time it's 50 hours um, entire stretch of time lifting up our nation i'm um, crying out to the lord for um, our country our world and and just for his move and uh, so there's information out um, on the Welcome Center. There's things for you to sign up for to kind of take time slots and volunteer there as well. Uh, let's see. We've also got our Spirit of Life Discover Track. Um, you know, Discover Track really is, is something I encourage everyone to go through. It's normally a four-week process. We have it going just about every Sunday um, where you learn about kind of who we are as a church, 
and then also what, how God designed you to lead and to minister. And so we encourage everyone that calls this church home to, to, to take part in that. But on Saturday, October, October 26th from 9 to 1, we're going to do a Discover Track kind of one-day event where you can get um, kind of go through that whole thing all together as a group all in one day. Um, that's also a part of if, if you really feel called to this being your home church family and you want to be a member here and help be involved in the, the decisions of this church, um, that, that Discover Track is that process. So I encourage you to take a look at that. And finally, we've got a baby dedication service coming up um, uh, here. And so if you have um, interest in, in having a child dedicated or um, being baptized, please contact the church phone, uh, the church office, I'm sorry, and the phone number's there at the bottom. Okay, Pastor Jonathan. All right, thanks, man. Hey, also with, um, with that, um, what was I going to say? Um, I just lost it. Just went out. Must not, Holy Spirit must not have been on it, I guess. Um, I will say about Tent America, there's also, you should have got an email this week. There's a link if you want to go. If you want to be a little bit more involved instead of just coming and attending, there's a, there's a link for, it's called Sign Up Genius, and you can sign up for things and be a part of that. Um, this is a city thing. There's a tents all, uh, all across the nation, um, and it will be night and day prayer um, and worship. Um, pressing in for revival, pressing in for an awakening, um, and uh, and there's churches across the city that are involved. There's a, so it's not just us. And uh, uh, Cheryl Willis is uh, is our uh, point person, not only for our church but for the whole city. And so it's really cool, just uh, championing um, what she's doing and uh, the heart of God for prayer, night and day prayer. And so that's gonna uh, pray, how many of prayer changes things? Sometimes we think it's like too big. And we don't not say it with our mouth, but, but when you think about, like, everything going on in politics and around the world and things like that, do you ever just feel small and, like, my prayer's not going to do anything and all that? It's a lie of the devil, right? Your prayers matter. And then imagine when we add our prayers together and we come together corporately, and there's that multiplication effect of, of prayer and faith. So Tent America is going to be great. You might want to just come and just sit and be a part of it and pray, or you may want to be more involved. And if you want to be more involved, follow that link in that email that Leslie sent out this week and, uh, and get involved that way. Um, hey, I wanted, to, um, I wanted to just share just a couple things before I preach. Um, just because people are curious about things, and it's some, so, so sometimes it's better to just share it with everybody here, and then you guys can go, and um, I'll tell you, it's not gossip, right, if you go and just share, share it, with, because I'm giving you permission. <laughs> so some people ask, like, well, uh, why haven't you hired anybody yet? About five months ago, um, uh, we had Pastor Bo, if you remember him, <laughs> anybody remember Pastor Bo? No? Uh, yeah, he, uh, him and his family moved to, uh, to Colorado, and uh, and so uh, we we thought, uh, well, hey, eventually, right? We're gonna we'll, we're gonna hire somebody either to to replace him or in some sort of a capacity uh, uh, come on staff and do something. And we haven't yet. And people ask, well, why haven't you done that yet? So there's a few reasons. Um, number one, um, I'm just I'm just not ready to yet. Uh, so that would be that, that's probably the primary reason is I'm not ready partly why I'm not ready and uh, mostly why I'm not ready is I just haven't sensed uh, the Lord on it yet right? and, and so I really um, I know that sounds like pulling the God card but I'm just like I'm just just waiting waiting for the right right moment right timing um, Lord what what type of, of uh, position are we hiring for um, are we even supposed to and all of this stuff and so Lord uh, and so the, really and I'm really trying our, our board of elders is trying to hear in fact we're having a time coming up I think where we're going to um, just press in together and listen and Lord what are you doing what are you saying but that's the main reason um, there's a practical reason too um, we um, we at uh, when we set budget last year we set our budget and when we when you you, you guys probably know like year to date um, budget when you talk about income and things like that so the budget part of our income when you uh, through August and so we just went over our August report so through August our budget part of our income we were like um, $21,000 behind where we projected to be so uh, so that's a in my world I mean maybe not in your in my world that's a big number right and $21,000 and so um, it's nobody's panicking because um, actually because we don't have a staff person right now um, we're paying our bills we're you know no one's there, there's no like emergency and all of that but and when you look at just numbers 
projecting like, well, Lord, what do you want to do in the future? That's one of those things where we have to wrestle with the Lord. Lord, um, if you're really speaking to this, we're going to step out in faith, cross the chicken line, and just do whatever you tell us to do. But Lord, if you're not speaking to it, like if, if you're kind of silent on this matter, we want to also steward your resources wisely. Does that make sense? So that's kind of that's where we've been with that. Um, in, the, in addition to some of those things, we've had, um, you may not know this, but we've had some major um, expenses come up unexpectedly. Uh, we, uh, we had a bunch of expenses with our HVAC system. Anyone like to be like um, cool when you're, when you're hot and like hot when you're cold? Big deal, big deal. So we've had um, those serviced. In fact, we had a whole one replaced. Um, you guys remember when the, when the rains came and there was flooding and all of that stuff and some people's homes got, uh, got messed up and things and, uh, and all that? Well, it, we had, if you, if you want to go and look in the back of our building, there's a huge mudslide that happened. And it's really close, probably within like 12 feet or so. There's actually three mudslides. But, um, but the one that we're really concerned about is uh, the one on this corner of our, of our building, uh, right by that door, you know, the door that goes out on our, uh, this would be the, the uh, southwest side of our, of our building. I'm like, sorry, there we go. Wait a minute, it's le- left is the L, or, or right, right is the, okay, left, there we go. So we, uh, so out that side, it's, it's probably within like 12 feet of our, of our uh, building, and uh, um, 12, 15 feet of our building. And we're like, okay, so is it gonna, is our building gonna fall into the, to the valley? Probably not. Um, but there's like, but there's, th- there's enough concern. We've had to, we're probably within three or four thousand dollars when it's all said and done just to test that, that um, piece of, of like soil and make sure is there anything worse gonna happen? And, and we felt like we were supposed to at least do that. We don't know. We don't know what it's going to eventually all cost. But there's some things like that. Um, it, it's been interesting. Our building is, I, I want to say, I think we're like 15 years old, roughly. And there's been just little things like after 15 years, you know, something starts to, to either break or whatever. How many know that we don't have to, to accept that? We can say that, that, that God can keep our building together and all of these things. If you remember the Old Testament, um, their shoes didn't wear out and their clothes didn't wear out, right? And so at, on, on one hand, we're just saying, Lord, would you supernaturally protect our building and, and, our, and the things that we use and all of this? And there's also this place where some things are needing, needing maintenance. So and that may be way too much information. Some of you are like, get on to the message, and others are like, oh, thank you for sharing. If you were wondering, uh, there you go. So um, some people are wondering, well, how can I help? Um, and right now, it, just for this season, um, you know, I'm, I'm doing quite a bit more. There's a lot, it's like the same amount of work, but less, uh, less hands to, to get it done. And so there's been just a lot of, of stuff just on my shoulders. And honestly, some things are just like, well, I'm just not going to do it, <laughs> right? You know, you can, there's only so many hours in the day, and, my, and I, I like to keep my marriage um, and, my, and my family and all of that stuff. So, so some of that is, is going on. You may decide, hey, you know what? For a short period of time, three months, six months, I want to step up in an area. How can I help Pastor Jonathan? I would love for you to come and talk to me. Maybe you're like a behind-the-scenes person, and you'd like to make some phone calls, or maybe you have a skill of like, you know, media or graphic design or something like that, and you want to say, hey, could I help with something, and you want to do that, or, or uh, in one of our areas of ministry, you want to say, hey, I can do it for three months or whatever. Anything that you can do to say, hey, I'm part of this church family, and I'd love to, especially in a short-term season while we're, we're trying to figure things out, I would love it. I would, you're not going to be turned down, but if you're just, I'm just afraid of rejection, or he might not let me help. No, 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 absolutely, <laughs> you, can, you can help. All right, is that good? Is that enough? All right, all right. Sounds good. Hey, today um, we are, we're in Romans 13. We've been, been in a Romans series that I titled the series Hard to Love. You got any of those in your life? Hard to love. Hard to love. There was a, um, my wife's grandpa, um, Grandpa Levson, is that how you pronounce it? You pronounce it Leibson, some pronounce it Levson. So we'll say it your way, Leibson. Um, Grandpa Leibson, um, I remember one, one time we were at, uh, it was kind of like a family get-together. It, it was, okay, all right. It was, my, it was my nephew Matt's birthday, and we were, we were, <laughs> we were at uh, my brother-in-law's house. And <laughs> it was awesome. I don't know if you, do you remember this? 
I don't know, you, you'll probably remember this because I remember it. And we were, so we, we had, we'd all come over at Matt's birthday. It was like, a, it was kind of like one of those where different family members, like it was like family reunion type, type moment. And uh, um, just so a little bit of advice, you know, um, politics and religion, you know, stay, stay away from those things. Like if you, if you, if you can, we didn't. Um, and uh, so, so I remember this, and it wasn't my fault. It was actually, um, it was actually my father-in-law's fault and my wife's fault. But um, <laughs> we, so we were, we were there. Some, my father-in-law, he, uh, he made some. Now I make a disclaimer. I am not, I am not supporting um, a candidate, um, uh, or not supporting a candidate. All right, just for clarification here, um, in case you're wondering. Oh, I know, you know. If you wanted me, to, you're like he's showing his political cards. Um, I'm actually registered independent, so I just wanted you to know that, um, just in case you're wondering. So we, uh, so we were, um, we're there, and father-in-law, he go, he just makes some wisecrack about Hillary Clinton. <laughs> just some something. I don't know what he said. It, 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 not not important. I don't think he was trying to, to, but it's like you can't like take it back, and. And in our in our family, extended family, and we got we got people of both persuasions, <laughs> you know, <laughs> both both sides both sides of the aisle. So we're just sitting there, and, and it was like it was like dropping a great grenade and then like like walking walking off. It was like it was it was interesting to say the least. And then and then people are going off about about um, social issues and topics, and I think abortion got brought up and things like this, and and. Uh, and someone was like telling my wife, like you know, like uh, um, you only vote because they tell you how to vote, you know. Like speaking of like church and, and things, and she's like, well, actually, I grew up and just uh, um, I grew a brain and learned how to think for myself. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Brad and I are like in the other room, like eating and <laughs> playing video games. <laughs> like everything all right in there? Good. Pork rind? Okay. I mean, it was just that was that was the scene, and I um, and I thought, oh, I just kind of wanted to relax, and I and I and I was just, oh, okay, oh, pastor mode, you know, put the pastor hat on, go in, go into the to the kitchen. I just sat down, and uh, um, everyone else is kind of hot. In fact, one of the one of the family members, I think, like ran just ran out of the house. I'm like, this is crazy, you know. Just uh, another little side note is, remember, um, it, when you're looking at getting married, you don't just marry that person, you marry the family, okay? So, so just know that, you know? So I married the family, and I'm like, okay, I'm in this. I'm in this. So I sat down, and Grandpa, Grandpa Liebson was across the table, and, uh, and we started talking about politics. And it was a civil conversation. It was just, hey, well, why do you think that way? And 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 let's let's talk and let's he, let's hear each other out. And and he, I I shared I shared some of my views. He shared some of his views. And and it was really interesting. At the end of that conversation, he's like he's like, man, I don't agree with anything you said, but I respect you. And it was from that from that conversation, um, he said, hey, would you um, when I when I die, would you do my my officiate my funeral? I said, I would, I would be honored to, sir. And uh, and w- w- my wife, I don't know, I don't know what the timeline is. My wife had the opportunity of uh, leading him to the Lord um, um, at one point, and uh, um, just a kind of a beautiful story. We still never saw saw eye to eye. We just don't talk about it, right? Just uh, and um, and he passed away. Um, I don't know how many years ago that was. Um, almost five years ago, and I got to go and officiate his funeral and joke about the politics part and then just share the gospel message right through right through their eyes it was awesome it was a good moment but i say that uh, how many know that there are um there's uh, some people that are hard to love you know, a lot of times they're hard to love because they don't think the same way we think do you know who's hard to love can i just can, can i uh, this I, I was telling someone before service we're going to start meddling all right do you know who's hard to love? Me. I have found that there are times when I am hard to love. Super hard to love. In fact, in fact, um, I, have, I have unknowingly, I don't think knowingly, <laughs> I have unknowingly stepped on toes even 
in people in this room or associated with this church. In fact, I think I found, my brother always told me that, um, that when you're the associate pastor, it's kind of like you're the backup quarterback because everyone loves the backup quarterback, right? Right? You know? But then when you become the senior pastor, it, it's like, I didn't realize so many people could hate me. <laughs> it's not true. It's, but you feel that? You feel like that sometimes, right? Like, I'll tell you this. Um, I know, I know just because of the experience that, that, that I have stepped on toes, that I've said things that I wish I could have taken back, or I've done things, or, or, even in the, or even things that I've believed that I would die on that hill for, it still made somebody, you know, not like me or whatever. Like, I know that. I know that. And uh, I've, I've not met some people's expectations. For some people, I would imagine, I don't know this for sure, but I would imagine I'm hard to love. I'm hard love. And, you know, there's been moments in my marriage, just being honest, where I've been hard to love. I, I remember, uh, is that every marriage? I don't know. I know, I at least know our experience, that I've, there's been times when I'm just like, I'm an idiot. I, uh, I could probably do a better job at helping her love me, <laughs> making it easier for her to love me. There's times in my parenting when I'm a hard dad to love. And, uh, and I have to like go and repent before them and repent to God and be like, I just, man, I really sometimes suck at making it easy for people to love me. Why do I say all of this? Um, because before we examine a chapter and a topic about loving when it's hard to love somebody, we need to look at ourselves for a second. Because I would imagine in this room, there are people that are hard to love. <laughs> Would you look at yourself? Maybe, maybe you're the easiest going person in the world, and at some point, at some level, there's been at least a moment in your life when you've been hard to love. Would anybody agree with that? You don't have to raise your hand if you don't want to agree with me right now, but can I just, I'll just be the one to admit it up here. I'm sometimes hard to love. Do you know who else is hard to love? people <laughs> just can we just be honest people are hard to love i mean and so before we take a deep dive into a chapter i just like man can we just just cut through it all and realize that people are hard to love are you guys ready for me to move on from that that topic I see someone's nodding their head <laughs> i started asking myself a question um when is it hard to love people like, when is it hard to love people? And you guys know, that I, I, there was a few things. I just thought, well, what about just for me? Just for me personally, when's it hard for Jonathan to love people? Here's one. When they don't try to believe the best about me. It's hard for me to love people, at least unconditionally, when they don't, like, like make an effort to believe the best about me. It might not be for anyone else, but, like, for me, that's a, that's a big one. Um, in fact, here's this. When, when, they, when they actually believe the worst about me. That's a, it's, a, it's hard to love people just for me. I'm not saying I don't. I'm just saying it's a little bit more. It's not, I don't get the, more, the warm fuzzies when, I, when, I, when, when somebody believes the worst about me. And what about this? When they talk about me in negative ways. Has that ever happened to you? W ways that don't add value to me. That, that way, it's a little bit difficult. Can I just be honest? Like it's a little difficult sometimes to love people that talk about me in, in bad ways. I just, I'm like, oh, I cringe, and I have to, like, pray really hard, and Lord, Lord, help me, because I don't want to. And then he's like, I, well, I forgave you, and I'm like, I know, but it's easier for you. Uh, what about, here's the, like, when people don't use the social skill of seeing it from another person's perspective. That, it's hard for me to love, love people like that when they just see it from their own perspective and don't see it from another person's perspective. And it's like, like come on. Like, just learn that skill, why don't you? When people aren't teachable, no matter their age, when people aren't teachable, and it's like they know it all, I mean, it's hard to love that person. For me, I don't know about, you guys are like, no, that's easy. For me, that's hard sometimes. When it seems like it's always about them and they're the center of the universe, you ever been in those conversations? You're like, 
Like, it seems like when I'm talking to you, you always just want to talk about what you want to talk about, and you never are curious about me. It's hard to love. It's hard to love those people for me, just for me anyways. When their views in life are not just opposite of mine, but against mine. It's hard for me to love them. Super hard for me to love them. Um, So why is this important? Because love or the lack of love affects every aspect of our life. And this is what we're going to this is what we're going to dive into because nobody needs to like learn how to love people that are lovable, <laughs> right? Jesus said that. Like, like, we don't need to like learn. I mean, like that's easy. That's easy. That's easy stuff. But it's when the, there's people that are hard to love. That's when we have to start talking about this. Love or the lack of love affects every aspect of our life. In fact, the main thought today is this: to the degree that we love well, will be the degree that we make Jesus attractive to the world around us. To the degree that we love well will be the degree that we make Jesus attractive to the world around us. And we start off in our, in our scripture today. Romans chapter 13, starting in verse 1, it says this. Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Everyone say Amen. Everyone, no one wants to say amen to that. You're like, oh, it's in the Bible. Like, this is where we're going to start today in Romans 13 is government. Oh, last week in Romans 12, if you were here, we, it, again, it talked about love, and it talked about uh, doing your best to live at peace with everybody, and, and, you know, love is powerful. And then he slips right into chapter 13. Paul's talking about right off the bat, hey, what about, like, government? What about governing authorities? And I'm, my first thought was, wait a minute, even the ones we don't agree with and even, even the ungodly government authorities, like we're supposed to love them too? Oh, anybody with me? Man, that's hard stuff. The ones that make it hard to be a Christian, that make it hard to do what we, that we're called to do, we're supposed to even love them? It's interesting, Paul, because Paul's writing this, Ro- this letter to the Romans and and. And he's in a culture that, that is hard to love the government. <laughs> he's remembering Jesus, persecuted by, by the Roman government, who perfected torture, by the way, and hung people on crosses. And now he's talking to the church in Rome, and, and Paul had persecution under Nero and all of this stuff. And we're like, like so we're not just talking, we're, we're like, well, Paul, you don't understand our day. Paul, you don't. Paul, I, I, know that, I know that worked for you back then, but you just don't quite under, get it today. I think he would look at us and say, you got it easy. Like, like you got it, you got it, you got it easy. Like, learn to love your government. If I, in fact, I, I imagine Paul sitting in a prison somewhere in shackles saying, if I can love my government, so can you. So can you. Verse 2. He goes on and says, consequently, whoever rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted. And those who, who do so will bring judgment on themselves. Man, I, I know, I know we're pushing, pushing some buttons because, because those of you that, like, that voted Trump in, you're like, yeah, absolutely, tell them. And those of you that didn't, you're like, ah. Or what about last time when it was a different guy? And, or next time when it could be a different person and, and he's saying like hey regardless regardless he's like I'm the razor upper <laughs> last I looked Jesus didn't have a political affiliation <laughs> and God's saying guess what like, like, we're, oh gosh, like we all we're, we try to as Christians and, and I, I you got you to gotta vote. You got to get out there and vote and vote your conscience and pray like who's the person that's supposed to, to that, you know, that you're comfortable having in office and things like this. But you know what? What's interesting is that all of it, we want to get a Christian in office. That's what, that, that, at least the, the impression, right? We just want to, we want to, more than a Christian, we want a pastor in office. We, we got to, we need a pastor to run and go in, in office. And 
it would be great. I mean, I, I think th- that would, there'd be some really cool things that would happen from all that. But um, I don't know that God thinks the way we think. I think sometimes he's like, you know what I think we need as a country? We need a wrecking ball in office. <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes. I think sometimes he's like, you know what? I know that, I know that, the, that it would be cool to get this and this and this, but he's like, he's like you know, I'm actually going to strategically put this person here and this person here and this person here and here and somebody's going to think that this is wrong and someone's going to think this is right. He's like, but actually I don't even care what you guys think because I'm God and you're not and he just does it. <laughs> he just does it. And then what's he ask for us? What's he ask, what's God ask of us? Trust him and love that official and pray for them continue to pray for revival and love well did I say love already it's okay if you disagree with me but I, I just I couldn't ignore like a whole chapter of the Bible so how do, he, he says in, in verse 2 he says he talks about rebelling against authority. God, institute, God instituted authority, even the ones that we don't like. They're God instituted, and he talks about rebelling against authority. And how would you rebel? Back then, it was a little bit more, more overt. You know, you're going to raise up a militia, and you're going to you know, do something like really overtly and publicly rebellious. What do we, how do we do it today? We, we talk nasty about them. No matter, no matter who's in office, we talk nasty about them post stupid stuff on social media that's not honoring and God's like no no you that's my guy I put him there I put him there and he said you will honor them and you'll love them and you will pray for them and stop talking bad about the people that I raised up whoa can we click the the um the clap track like the (laughs) (laughs) he goes on verse three says for rulers hold no terror for those who do right but for those who do wrong do you want to be free from fear of the one in authority then do what's right is what he says and you will be commended do what's right, and then you'll be commended. He's like, live right. Except for when, like, like when I'm driving down the road, I, I have a tendency to have a little bit of fear and anxiety come up when there's a police car right behind me. Just, say, just wanted to be honest. Like, I could be doing everything right. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, 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 blood pressure starts going up, heart starts to race just a, just a tad. Just wanted, you guys might not be that way, but uh, I'm like, yeah. So, except for then, but everything else is true about that verse. Verse 4, he goes on. He says, For the one in authority is God's servant for your good. And not only did I put him there, that one in authority is God's servant for doing good. He says, But if you do wrong, be afraid. This is what Paul says. Be afraid. For rulers do not bear the sword for no reason. Or in today's day and age, they're not packing for no reason, right? They're God's servants. Agents of wrath to bring punishment on the wrongdoer. Verse 5. Therefore, it's necessary to what? Submit to authorities. Not only because of possible punishment, but also as a matter of conscience. So he's like, don't just do right because you're fear of getting, getting caught. Do right because it's the right thing to do. All right, all right. This is also why you pay taxes. Oh, come on. Now you're meddling. I've been meddling since the beginning. You just woke up. So, For the authorities are God's servants, again, who give their full time to governing, for governing. Give to everyone what you owe them. If you owe taxes, pay what? Taxes. If revenue, then revenue. If respect, then respect. If honor, then honor. Man, you're supposed to respect even those that aren't respectable sometimes and honor those that aren't honorable sometimes. He's like, hey, I put them there. Get over yourself. 
that was like that was just emphasis by Jonathan. That wasn't necessarily from God, but I think he would say that. Hmm. Here's the exception to all this. And some of you are like, well, what, what? You're like, if we were, if we were in like a town hall meeting, then you would be like raising your hand and we'd be, or, or not, and just speaking out. But, but we're not. And so, but let me just, in case you were wondering, here's the exception: is when the government is telling us to do something contrary to the word of God, or promoting something contrary to the word of God. Then, then, then there's an exception there. And even in such scenarios, we're sp- still supposed to be honoring and respectful in our resistance. Even in such scenarios. A friend of mine um, lives, in, lives in Ohio, and he's a pastor, and he has been publicly standing against some things of the government and at the same time honoring them. There's a, there was a zoning law that the government had not enforced and they need to enforce because there was a there's a strip club that was too close to a to a daycare and a uh, in a church and a park near minors and the law clearly said you're not allowed to have this there and so righteously standing up and saying mayor would you do something about this we love you but do something about this i mean it has been honoring i've been following it on facebook it's been honoring and firm at the same time. If you're gonna if you're gonna resist in a way that you know by God that you're supposed to resist, do it in a respectful, honorable way. I think that's what Paul would be saying here to us. How we live towards and submit to governing officials matters. Verse eight. And then he, he goes on and we bring it back to the topic at hand. <laughs> like Wait, we just did kind of a kind of a hard left on the government, and now we just bring it back. He's like, this is this is the the crux of the whole matter. Verse eight: Let no debt remain outstanding, except the continuing debt to love one another. For whoever loves has fulfilled the law. And we pause there for a second because some people just think, man, if I just if I just love people, then I've just fulfilled the law. If I just love, just love, love wins. If I just love, I'm a loving type of person. If I just love, just love well, just love. All it takes is love. Like, I think his type of love sometimes is a little bit different than what we think love is. In fact, he goes on, he starts to explain it here. He's talking about a love, loving those that are hard to love, pressing through and love he's like the the love that actually fulfills the law watch this look at look at a couple of these things he says he says the commandments you shall not commit adultery he's like take that one for instance if you love well you're not going to commit adultery (laughs) i mean imagine this scenario of adultery you're not loving the person that you're married to you're not loving well your kids you're not, you're not loving well uh, um, everybody, the, 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 the fallout from that and their family. You, you, well, well, we're in love. No, you're in sin. You're not, you're not in love. That's not love. And, it, and if that, it, I love you, but if, if, that, if you're in that or you were in that, can we just say, we're just talking truth here. And so, so Paul's saying, and, and God is saying, like, if you really, if love wins when you love so much that I'm not going to, ah, I want to do this, but because of love, I'm going to honor my spouse. Because of love, I'm going to do the right thing. This isn't just like, hey, what's right for you? It's right for you. What's right for me? It's right for me. We're just going to, oh, just love every. No, that is not, that's not what he's talking about. He goes on, he talks about murder. I don't know if, how you can kind of halfway do that, but that's a murder and stealing and coveting. He says, whatever other command there may be are all summed up in this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. When you love those that are hard to love, in the face of everything, everything inside you wants to do the opposite, you choose love. Love does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. Love has to be the foundation and the motivation in all all that we do. And it's more than this feeling. I just want to hit that one more time. It's more than the feeling of love. In fact, most of the time, you don't get the feeling of love. 
Most of the time, there's no, like, goosebumps, and there's no, like, like bird singing in the background and all that. Most of the time, you have to choose it. You have to say, I, I believe the opposite of what you're saying, and I'm still choosing to love you and honor you and respect you. Verse 11. I'm going to end with this verse and then and, and share a share a quick story here in a second and verse 11 says this and and do this understanding the present time the hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed this is what this is what he's saying he's like they lived like this paul wrote like this the early church lived like this they lived as if jesus was coming back tomorrow or today There was an urgency about how they lived their life. And he's saying, so because there's urgency, because because at any moment he could come back, love well right now. You don't get tomorrow guaranteed. Would you love people well? Would you represent Jesus well? Wake up from your slumber. And he talks about salvation is near. This is like the type of salvation. This is is salvation like when when Jesus comes back, we're going to be saved. (laughs) Right? That's, what, that's the type of, he's not talking about give your heart to Jesus in the sense of, of saying a sinner's prayer right here. He's talking about how salvation's gonna come. Like this, is gonna, this isn't gonna last forever. The hard moment that you're in right now, the pressure that you're facing right now is not gonna last forever. Salvation is right around the corner is what he's saying. And all of this is especially important in these last days. So don't coast. Don't, uh, don't coast. Be alert. Be intentional wake up is what paul's saying so how do we respond to this in all of this everyone's like i agree i agree i don't know what to do this is how you respond here's this here's this one phrase i'd like you to just just think how because there's there's at least a person in your life there's at least one person in your life that's hard to love and there's probably at least one government official that's hard for you to love at least one right and here's this ask jesus to help you see people through his eyes what if we just started there with that one person that you know or with that one government official that you're just like, oh my gosh. What if we said, Jesus, what do you think about them? Jesus, how do you want me to pray for them? One day I was sitting down, some of you guys know a friend of mine named Brady Cohn and uh, he, um, he was a, a former homosexual and got radically saved out of a life of homosexuality and, um, and gay prostitution and all of this type of stuff and gave his heart to the Lord and, um, and then not only just gave his heart to the Lord but really started reaching people that were, that were in, his, uh, in, in that whole lifestyle themselves and, and sharing Jesus. And, and I'd sit and I'd go out for coffee t- uh, uh, with him and, and I just, I'm like, I, I gotta understand. I wanna understand because I didn't. And I'm like, I'm like, tell me, how do we, uh, how do we as a church reach like that community? Because I would say that that would be one of the, it's hard for, for, for some people, for me, for others, like it's hard. And so I'm like, Brady, Brady just educate me here. Like, um, I mean, did you just have like, like one day where all of a sudden like you got saved and you woke up and like now all of a sudden you don't have um, homosexual thoughts or, or feelings anymore? Is it just like all gone? And, and he's, like, he's like, no, it, for me that didn't happen. He's like, I just knew, um, I knew what the Bible said. I knew it was the right thing to do. And so I just chose that even if it meant I was gonna be celibate for the rest of my life, that I was, I was done with that, with that lifestyle. I was like, man, that's, that's powerful. I'm like, so, and this was years ago, by the way. I'm like, so, just being honest, like, you're, like you, you still struggle with. He's like, he's like, there's still temptation. There's still temptation. But like any other temptation, he said, he said, you take up your cross daily and follow him. I was like, wow, that's powerful. And obviously in, 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 my, in my world, my context, I, I mean, I believe in like God supernaturally delivering somebody and for, for, for people to, and so I, I would pray and others would pray. He said, pray for, like, he's like, I, I want to someday find somebody and, and uh, a, a, a girl and, and fall in love and get married and all of that. I, I would love to, but back then like that, that uh, he's like, it's just, it's just not, <laughs> it's just not gonna happen. It would be unfair to them and unfair to me. And he's like, I'm just, um, I'm just choosing. To, I'm just gonna love the Lord, and live right, 
isn't that commendable? It's huge. It's huge. And then one day, he fell in love with a girl and got married. I mean, I mean, God is good, but I sat down with him because I needed to understand. Would you tell me? I want help me to help me to like see it from the other person's point of view. And this, the one thing that I found out that I that I just didn't I didn't quite appreciate yet. I didn't quite understand was that was that as a church when we say when we say this is wrong, this is a sin, and this is wrong. What we don't understand is that we're if if God doesn't supernaturally change that person's mind or heart or feelings or temptations if it doesn't supernaturally happen we are we're asking them to live celibately for the rest of their life which i have no problem doing by the way but i didn't quite get it i just kind of thought like if they just gave their heart to the lord if they just confessed their sin and all of this stuff then all of a sudden they're going to be heterosexual and i'm like isn't it just good to know that they're a real person that has to make a really hard choice, sometimes giving up someone that they really love, definitely giving up a sin that, um, that's really, that they're entangled in. And for me, as a, just a person, as a Christian, for me as a pastor, to be able to look at somebody and truly love them and say, you know what, man, that struggle, that struggle's real, even though I'm not gonna compromise what I believe in. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. I, uh, my dad, <laughs> when my brother and I were growing up, my brother and I would, uh, um, we were just mean to each other. Uh, no, nobody else, w- you probably don't understand. We were just mean. We would say mean things. We would just do mean things. And I remember my dad would often say, do not talk to my son that way. I'm like, well, well I'm, I'm also your son. <laughs> By the way. <laughs> He's like, don't talk to my son that way. And I, um, and I think about some of these people that are hard to love that I think maybe the Lord's whispering in our ears sometimes, hey, don't talk about my child that way. I made them. I made them. And even those that are going to hell, if they don't give their heart to Jesus, they're going to go to hell. It breaks God's heart. He's weeping. He, it, it breaks his heart right up until the last moment and when when their last dying breath he's holding out hope that they would turn to him and he's asking each and every one of us would you love well love my children well don't talk about my kids that way is what God's saying Pastor Kelly and your team you could come and here's a couple thoughts as we're leaving if we see people the way Jesus sees people it'll be easier to love them that's why we got to ask him. If we see people the way Jesus sees people, it's going to be easier to love them. And then watch this. Love doesn't compromise, but it does see people through Jesus' eyes. Love doesn't compromise, but we're looking for eyes that say, okay, Lord, that's your child. That is your child. Watch, watch how you talk about people, whether you know them or whether they're on TV, whether they're part of the government. Or what, like, that's God's kid right there. All right. We can stand now. That was, a, that was one of those Holy Spirit goosebump uh, messages, huh? Jesus. This is what I think we should do just in response here. Um, you can think of somebody in your life that's hard to love. For some of us in this room, we just needed the challenge of learning, of just loving intentionally. You've already forgiven people, and you're just like, yeah, I just need a reminder of loving people intentionally. And for some people in this room, it's going to require you to, like, forgive. It's going to require you to get right in your heart. And uh, um, maybe you just need to take time right there in your seat, but we're also going to invite our altar prayer team forward. You may just, in fact, you guys could come right now and during the song and, and even after the song but there may be a moment when you just need to come up to the front and just say I just I just want to love well I need breakthrough there's one maybe you're thinking of one person man I could probably right, I could think of five <laughs> like maybe you just think of one just narrow it down to one <laughs> say Lord I I just want to love and it's hard to love Lord would you 
Give me a greater capacity to love people well. And maybe you need some prayer from somebody up front to kind of get a breakthrough in that. Lord Jesus, all over this room, we honor you, we love you, we thank you um, for who you are. We thank you for salvation. Lord, we thank you that you forgave us. Lord, we're unlovable. (laughs) Oh man, it's so hard to love us, and yet you chose to love us even in our darkest hour. And we thank you for that right now. Now, Lord, would you give us a greater capacity to love? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's worship him.